And go to the book of Galatians, chapter 2. Galatians, chapter 2, verse 20. I want to show you something in, uh, in the scriptures today that I know was a, was a big help to me. And I, I hope it will be a big help to you. One thing that I am so thankful for uh, to know and that this Bible that we have, every word of it, it's, it's pure. Okay, uh, this this King James Bible I have here, it is the Word of God. There aren't mistakes in it. If there's something there that maybe uh, appears wrong, people are like, "Well, that should have been translated this." No, it's it's right. Okay, and I'm gonna read a passage to you. And a lot of times, uh, sometimes our terminology and things that we use is not exactly right and it's not exactly biblical, but we need to make sure we use Bible terminology because what the Bible says is what is, no matter what we think. And I want to show you something in this verse that I think can be a big help to you. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Notice that statement, I live by the faith of the Son of God. It doesn't say I live by the faith in the Son of God. We talk all the time, and rightly so, that we have faith in Christ. You ought to have faith in Christ. I put my faith and trust in Christ for my salvation. That's how, that's how I got saved. By putting my faith and trust in in him. But in this passage here, I want you to notice how it says, I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I want to talk to you today about the faith of Jesus Christ. The faith of Jesus Christ. One thing that we hear all the time is we'll hear people say, You need to have faith. And boy, you do. You need to have faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Faith. It's key. Faith is so important. You've got to have faith if you're going to make it in this world today. You've got to have faith if you're going to please Christ. But many times, if we're honest, we don't always have a whole lot of faith, do we? There's some times when we're praying and we're doubting. I mean, let's just be honest. There's times that I look at things and I'm thinking, Lord, how are you going to answer this one? Honestly, I don't have a whole lot of faith like I should. But I want to talk. But today, I want to try to show you something in the Word of God. With there's several examples in the Bible that we're going to look at at people who really didn't have a whole lot of faith, but yet they saw great things happen. And there's a reason why, and it's because of that faith of Jesus Christ. And as we look at that story, I'll explain it to you. But in Acts chapter 12, if you want to turn over there, Acts chapter 12, verse 1 through 8, I guess most of this message I'm just going to kind of show you different stories in the Bible. But it says, Now about that time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James the brother of John with the sword. That was one of the disciples. One of Jesus' twelve disciples. James was the first one to get killed. Herod had him killed. He's going after the church, and he's specifically going after Jesus' twelve disciples. No doubt this was a very scary time. It says, And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. 
Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in the prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. So we're, we've got a bad time here. They're going after Christians, especially the disciples. And Herod, he sees that, boy, I've just impressed all the Jews. They're all happy with me right now because I just killed James. I'm going after Peter. Peter, boy, he's kind of the ringleader of all of them. And if I get him, I'm really going to be liked. And Peter, Peter gets caught and he's in prison. It's only a matter of time and he's going to be put to death. Herod's probably thinking about how he can make a big show of this and how he can promote it the most so he can look good. But the church, they start praying for him. But then it says in verse 6, And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between the two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter in the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow thee. Now, I'm not going to take time to read this whole story for time's sake, but people prayed. God sends an angel that gets Peter out of the prison. But when you read this story, it says that Peter, you know, he goes in that gate, it opens up by itself, and Peter leaves. And Peter, the whole time, he's thinking he's just having a vision. He's thinking it's just a dream. Now, no doubt, Peter had probably prayed for God's deliverance. Peter had prayed for God to get him out of prison, God to do something, and here God does something, and Peter doesn't even realize it's happening. Peter just thinks he's having a vision. He thinks he's having a dream. And then it says in verse 11, now when Peter has come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. After it happens, he realizes, wait a minute, God did this. Whoa! I wasn't expecting that. Peter, we know Peter didn't have a whole lot of faith. Peter, and we're going to look at some of those other stories later, but here, but then notice this. It says in verse 12, and when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. He's like, you know what? I got some folks praying for me right now. I probably ought to let them know I got out of prison. So he goes and he shows up. At their house, and the people are praying. Boy, what great faith they all had. Wait a minute. It says, And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. She got so excited when she heard Peter at the door, she forgot to open the door to let him in. You know, some people, they always want to be the first ones to tell the news and they just got to hurry up and take off. And that's kind of how she was. i got to tell somebody Peter's out of prison. And she leaves Peter at the door. She goes back to tell everybody that Peter's out of prison. And look at what they said. Look at these people that were praying for God to deliver Peter what they said. And they said unto her, Thou art mad. Or crazy. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then they said, It is his angel. Or maybe they're thinking it was his ghost. He's probably already dead. But wait a minute. These folks were praying for God to let Peter out of prison. And then they're praying, Peter's out of prison. No, he's not. 
Get out of here. Lord, please get Peter out of prison. No, he's out. No, he must have died. It was his ghost. Well, that didn't work. Did these people have that much faith? No, they didn't. But God did a great work because of the prayers of these people. So what was it? What was it that made it work? Because they didn't seem to have a whole lot of faith. But the truth is, it was it's not the amount of faith we have. The key is all we have to do is have a little faith in the right place in Jesus Christ. And it's his faith that makes things happen. Notice in John chapter on John chapter eleven, we're not going to read the story, but I refer to it all the time. It's probably one of my favorite chapters in the Bible where Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. Jesus shows up and the disciples are thinking, no, let's go and we'll all die. His disciples didn't have any faith. Mary and Martha come and they're saying, Lord, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. They didn't have a whole lot of faith. Jesus told them to roll away the stone and they're like, you know, Lord, by now he stinks. He, uh, you know, it's, it's pointless. It's too late. And Jesus, the Bible said he was groaning within himself. Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus wept. All the people that were standing there, they looked and they said, my, how he loved. Lazarus. None of the people there had any faith that Jesus was going to raise him from the dead. But then finally, Jesus Christ went and Jesus Christ said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came back from the dead. It was the faith of Jesus that raised Lazarus from the dead. Not the faith of anybody else. Also, in the feeding of the 5,000. John chapter 6, verse 5. I want to show you John chapter 6 in verse 5. When Jesus had lifted up His eyes and saw a great company come unto Him, He saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that those may eat? I wonder if Jesus was wondering, Philip, you know, hoping, I think He was hoping Philip would say, Lord, You're the bread of life. I think You can handle this one. But no, Philip said, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them might take a little. One of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There's a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? The disciples didn't have a whole lot of faith here, did they? But we know the story. Jesus took those five loaves and those two fish and He began to break them. And He began to pass them out. And He just kept passing it out and kept passing it out. And they fed 5,000 men, not including the women and children. Thousands were fed. Whose faith was it that made that happen? It was the faith of Jesus Christ. Amen. The faith of Jesus Christ. Also, Matthew chapter 14, verse 29. Peter the story of Peter walking on the water. The story that's often referred to. It says in but uh, verse 29, but he said, Nay, lest... Wait, that's the wrong passage. I'm in 13. Chapter 14, verse 29. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Peter sees Jesus. They're in a storm. They're on that boat. Peter doesn't want to be in that boat. They're thinking they're going to die. He sees Jesus out there walking in the water. And he says, Lord, be thee, bid me to come unto thee. And Jesus said, Come. And he comes and he walks on the water. Wow, Peter sure had a lot of faith, didn't he? No, not really, because when Jesus saw the wind, or when he, Peter, saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, 
Save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth His hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Peter, he, he did walk on water for a little bit, but what did Jesus say? Oh, ye of little faith. He saw everything else going on and he, he began to sing. He didn't have a whole lot of faith. It was the faith of Jesus Christ that got him walking on the water. When he said, Lord, save me, Jesus took his hand and they obviously had to walk back to the boat and get in. It wasn't Peter's faith that got him walking on the water. It was the faith of Jesus Christ. Also, I love I love this passage. There's a statement here that I love, and it's one that I know I've had to make many times. Mark chapter nine, verse twenty. Mark chapter nine, and verse twenty. It says, "And when they brought uh, when they brought him unto him, and when he had saw him straightway, the spirit tear him, and he fell down on the ground and wallowed, uh, foaming." This is taught the story of a man who brought his son to Jesus who was demon-possessed or who was, uh, who was lunatic. And it says, uh, oh, and he asked the father in verse 21, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said of a child. And oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Notice that how he said that. If thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. We say it all the time, you know, you have to believe, but sometimes it's hard to believe. Sometimes it's hard to have faith. And listen to what the Father says. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. He listen. He he believed. He wanted to believe in Christ, but he, there was something inside him where he doubted. He didn't believe. He said, "Lord, help mine unbelief." And I think, if we're honest, we've all been there. We've been in situations where we knew we were supposed to have faith. We knew we were supposed to call on Christ. But if we're just honest, we don't. We've got some unbelief in our hearts. And this man did. He said, Lord, help thou mine unbelief. And when Jesus saw that that the people came running together, He said, I'm sorry, I can't heal your son. You don't have enough faith. No. It says, He rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And sure enough, it happened. Notice it says in verse 26, And the Spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. I almost wonder if maybe he was dead. It could have, it could have been. But things don't stay dead around Jesus Christ very long. We see that throughout the Bible. Notice, who was, whose faith was it that healed this child. It surely wasn't the father. He he didn't. He had some unbelief. We I've heard people say, I, I, "I'm trying to believe. I want to believe. I I just can't seem. I just can't seem to believe. I don't have enough faith." But the key to victory for us 
Because let me tell you, Jesus Christ, He does have enough faith. Jesus Christ had enough faith to leave heaven and come to earth and live as a man who hung, who hungered, who got tired, who got thirsty. He had enough faith to trust God and come to this earth and to die on a cross for our sins. What great faith it took for Jesus Christ to go and to carry that cross to Calvary and to go and be hung there, to be spit on, to be mocked the way He was. What faith that took. What faith that took when He was in that garden of Gethsemane and He prayed that prayer and said, Lord, if it, uh, if it be possible, let this cup pass from Me. But nevertheless, not as I will, but as Thou will be done. He, Jesus said that. He had great faith. Jesus Christ did amazing things because He did. He had great faith. And what I challenge you today is to put your faith and your trust in the faith of Jesus Christ. Say, but how do I do that? How do I how do I work off of His faith? Well, we really we see how to do it in all of these stories. But before we go to that, one verse I want to read you: Matthew chapter seventeen, verse twenty says, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. What had just happened, Jesus' disciples had tried casting a demon out of this man's son that we read about, and they couldn't do it. And... Jesus and they asked, "Say, why weren't we able to cast them out?" And he said, "Because of your unbelief." But then he goes on and says, "If you just had the faith of a mustard seed, which a mustard seed is very small, it's the least of all seeds; it's the smallest. If we just have a little faith, and it's in the right place, great things can happen." We see that in the Bible because notice. On Peter's escape from prison, you say, where's the faith? A lot of times we picture people in the Bible as having this great bold faith. You know, I imagine Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They probably were a little nervous when they were getting taken to the fiery furnace. We don't know exactly. You know, we kind of picture them, you know, boldly walking there. But you know that they were probably, they might have been shaking a little bit. They, I don't know. Daniel, when he got cast on the lions, then I wonder if maybe he was, if he was shaking and trembling. Maybe before he did, maybe he even threw up or something. He was so nervous. Who knows? We think, no, they, these guys did it with boldness and with courage. I imagine David, yeah, he, he was probably a little nervous going out there, going after Goliath. Saying, man, if I miss him with this first stone, he's going to get me with that spear. That's going to leave a hole in me that can't be fixed. I imagine there was some nervousness there. But notice the little faith. So how do I have that little faith? How do I have that mustard seed faith? Well, notice in the story of Peter, when he was in prison, we know the people weren't really feeling it. But they were praying. You know, sometimes said, there's things that I pray for that I don't feel like I don't feel like it's gonna happen. But you know what? I'm faith, Bible says faith without works is dead. Faith is not an emotion. When we put faith in something, faith there's there's action required with faith in these people. While they weren't feeling it, they were they were praying. They were asking God to save Peter. They didn't have a whole lot of what we would call faith, but they had just enough that it had them on their knees 
It got him having a prayer meeting, and that was all it took. Just that little faith. Enough to get him doing the right thing. And the resurrection of Lazarus. Notice, while everybody seems like they're doubting, they did take Jesus to the tomb, and they did remove the stone. So that doesn't take a lot of faith. Well, it doesn't take a whole lot when Jesus Christ is involved. It just takes a little. Just enough to do what He says to do. They removed the stone. And the faith of Jesus Christ stepped in and He raises Lazarus from the dead. In the feeding of the 5,000, the disciples weren't feeling it. The disciples are thinking, what in the world are we even doing? But they had enough faith that that lad had enough faith that he gave his lunch to Christ and thought maybe Jesus can use this. The disciples, they had enough faith to, while they weren't feeling it to go ahead and say, alright Christ, you know, to start passing the food out. I imagine at first they're thinking, what are we doing? But they were doing it, weren't they? They're, they were doing what they were, Jesus told them to do. They're passing out. And I imagine after that first trip, it's like, I don't even know why I'm going back. But you know what? He, he wants me to come back. More? Where did this come from? Oh, all right, Pat. You know, we're feeding these people, but look at all these other ones. They're going to be mad. They're going to come after us, and we don't give them anything. I'll do. And then they didn't have. They weren't feeling it, but they had just enough faith that they did what he said to do. They passed that food out. He said, "Make them all to sit down on the grass," and they did. And they distributed the food. And listen, there's going to be times where God's going to tell you to do something, and you're going to be like, "I'm not feeling it." Well, you know what? I know you said we're supposed to read our Bible, but I just—I don't think I'm going to get anything from it today. I know we're supposed to pray, but I, Lord, I'm not expecting you to answer this prayer. I know we're supposed to go to church, but I don't think I'm going to get anything from it today. I'm not feeling it. I don't have enough faith. You've got to have just enough faith to do what God said to do. When Peter walked on the water, he didn't have a whole lot of faith, but he had just enough that... He did step out there. He had just enough faith that when he started to sink, he said, Lord, save me. He had, he had a little bit, just a little bit, and the faith of Jesus Christ stepped in. The story of the, of the demon-possessed child. That father, he was struggling with unbelief. He admitted it to God. He said, help thou my unbelief. But he had just enough faith that he brought his child to the One who could heal him. I wonder. I imagine... That father, he had probably taken him to many other people. <coughs> I imagine maybe, uh, uh, you know, who knows? I can picture this father. Maybe there was uh, another person out there that everybody said, "Hey, this guy can cast the demon out." And maybe he went there. He was he was confident. He was excited. This guy is going to be the one to do it. He was feeling it. He had faith. And that guy went. And he tried to cast him out, and he couldn't do it. Well, you know, you need to get him to a doctor. It's not demonic. It's a, it's a scientific problem. It's a, it's a medical problem. This doctor, he can help you. And he goes with confidence. And once again, I mean, he has faith. He's feeling it. But the faith is in the wrong place. But finally, he's exhausted all resources. He had even went to the disciples and the disciples couldn't do it. But he had just enough faith, barely enough, that he brought him to Christ and Jesus Christ that little faith he had was enough that it brought him, he brought him to Christ who had the faith to get that demon out of that child. And what we've got to have today is we've just got to have just enough faith to get us following the commandments of God. 
Because I'm here today to tell you that when you put your faith and trust in God, when you trust His Word and you do what this book says, even though sometimes you're going to look at it and say, I'm not feeling that. That doesn't. I, I, just, I don't think that will work. Listen, you just got to have enough faith to do it and you'll be okay. It would be just like if I told you all that there was a bomb in here and it's going off in 10 minutes. You might not believe me, but you might think, ah, he's, he's bluffing, he's lying. I'm going to stay in here. And if I'm telling the truth, then uh, you know that faith didn't do you any good because so I, I don't believe there's a bomb. Therefore, there can't be one. But wait a minute. If but maybe there is. But let's say there is one, and you don't really believe it. Nah, he's kidding. Pastor, Pastor wouldn't do that. But you know what? Just in case, I'm going to go ahead and leave. And that little bit of faith that you had that got you to walk out the door will save you from being blown up. And that's what we've got. Because here's the, 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 the truth is that this right here is truth. And there's going to be times where we're not feeling it. There's going to be times when it doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem like it's going to work. I know the Lord says we need to pray. I know the Lord says we need to ask Him. But... I just I don't know if this can be answered. I don't know if God can do this. And we get to beating ourselves up and, and then it doesn't happen. We think it's because I don't have enough faith. It's because I just don't believe enough and, and we give up. You don't. It's not about how you feel. You just got to have just enough faith. When people get saved, when you get saved, you don't... You're not going to know everything about the Bible. You don't always understand. You're not, you don't understand anything. You just have just enough faith. You, just enough faith to just ask Him. That's all it takes. You say, can a prayer save you? No. But the faith of Jesus Christ can save you. And your little bit of faith in Him can save you just enough to get you to say, Lord, please forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and be my Savior. Just enough faith for you to ask is all it takes. And then the faith of Jesus Christ steps in and it will save your soul. And so many people today are missing that. But you know why? Because we're confusing emotion with faith. We're confusing emotion with faith. We were we were just at a wedding yesterday. And from all appearances, I mean, let me tell you right now, uh, they love each other. Their emotions are all great and wonderful. I mean, uh, you know, the wedding days are like that. I mean, boy, you're excited, and I, I mean, I guarantee you, those two. I mean, they they love each other like crazy. I mean, they got up and they made vows about it. They, I mean, they got married. They did the rings. They did the whole. They did the whole thing. Did the whole nine yards. And from the looks of it, it looked like they were feeling it. And that's good. That's the way it ought to be on a wedding day. But you know what? There's going to be some days come ahead. They're not feeling it. He's going to feel like I'm not. I don't feel like loving this woman today. And there's going to be this like I don't feel like loving this guy today. He's kind of getting on my nerves a little bit. You're going to, we, everybody's had those days in their marriages where you're just not feeling it. But you know what? Sometimes you just have to have faith and say, you know what? I promise this person. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and love them anyway, like God commanded me to do it. And said, if you got divorced, 
every time you didn't feel like loving your spouse, you're going to be getting married and remarried a lot. <laughs> your married marriages aren't going to last very long. But we don't. We're not supposed to just do things when we feel like it. If you only go to church when you feel like it, most morning service people aren't going to go. Not about you. I'm tired of the morning. <laughs> I feel like sleeping in. I don't feel feel like getting up. If that's the only time to go to church, when you feel like it, you're going to be in trouble. If you only do right when emotions tell you to do right, you've got to learn to overcome that. You've got to learn to have that little bit of faith. Sometimes my emotions tell me, punch that guy in the nose. But I've got to have just that little bit of faith that stops me from doing it and it gets me out of all kinds of trouble. But my emotions aren't aren't telling me that. And so many people, they live by what their emotions say. Some churches that are out there, they're really, really good. I mean, they know how to manipulate emotion. They know how to play people's emotion. They know how to do it with, with the music. And listen, I'm not against exciting music, things like that. But some places, I mean, they know how to do that. You go in those churches and they will make you feel wonderful. I mean, they'll make you feel spiritual. They might even make you feel like you're almost in heaven. But you know what? One thing a lot of those places are lacking is faith. That little bit of faith. That faith, that, that little bit of faith that's just enough that makes them live like a Christian the rest of the week. That little bit of faith, that, that enough that makes them, them uh, become more Christ-like. I mean, we see that all the time. Folks who... You know, live like the devil all week, but then they're all spiritual in church next week. That's not the way it's supposed to be. That's not that's not what it's all about. People who are constantly there's churches that are teaching you you can lose your salvation. People are constantly getting resaved all the time. Listen, there's going to be times where you don't feel like you're saved. You don't feel like it. But my faith and my salvation is not in a feeling. My faith it's in Jesus Christ. And it's His faith that's going to take care of me. It was His faith that made Him go and die on that cross and pay for my sins. It was, it was, it was His faith that got Him to do that. I don't have the faith to do that, but I thank God that when I was, I was, I was only five years old, April 30th, 1986, and I had, I was this little kid. How much faith can a kid have? Well, we say kids can have a lot of faith, but the truth is, kids just, they're kids, they don't need that much. They just need a little bit. That's what we all have, but it's got to be in the right place. And I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and He saved me. Don't confuse emotion emotion with faith. Don't ask God. You know, listen, there's nothing wrong with wanting to have great faith, but don't think that faith is an emotion. Understand that all you need to have is just enough faith, that little bit of faith to get you to do what God told you to do. And as a church, listen, we're, we're a new church. And listen, there's, it, it's, it's not going to be easy from here on out. There's, uh, there's things and there's challenges that I'm planning on rolling out and things that we need to do as a church that aren't going to be easy. And it's, we're going to look at that sometimes and people are going to think, I don't, I don't think we can do that. I don't, I don't know if I have enough faith for that. Don't worry about having a whole lot of faith. Just have a little bit. Just enough to do what God said to do. If we'll do that, just preaching the gospel, you know, sticking to that old time religion, you really think you can build a church with that? We can build a church with just a little bit of faith. 
Just a little bit of faith in the right thing. In Jesus Christ. In His book. And God can do great things through that. And I hope you'll do that today. So let's all stand together with our heads bowed and eyes closed.